Yeah, everybody always makes fun of it. So he only goes out to play at night. But you only like to go out to play at night, huh? <laughs> yeah. Hey, guys! Hey, guys! My name's Ants, and welcome to Sloth Love Chunk, a Goonies superfan podcast. Each episode, my co-host Matt and I discuss an aspect of the 80s cult classic film, The Goonies. We're both huge Goonies superfans in love with this timeless movie for the past almost 40 years. Join us each week as we discuss everything Goonies. We'll be talking about production details like the screenplay, soundtrack, deleted scenes, merchandise. We'll even be talking to other Goonies superfans like you. Who knows? Maybe we'll even have somebody special stop by the house to use the bathroom. It's going to be amazing. So come on, grab your treasure map, go to wherever you get your podcasts, and find the rich stuff with Sloth Love Chunk. Welcome back to episode six of Sloth Love Chunk. Love I'm your host. Chunk. Do that every time. You always do that every time. Every time. I'm your host, Ants. And I'm Matt. And on this episode of Sloth Love Chunk, we are going to blow our load and do deleted scenes. This is mm -hmm. a big one, guys. Gosh. Feel like it's a, a I feel like it's a big one because it's deleted scenes, but then I also yeah. feel like everybody knows the deleted scenes. But we're going to try to bring it. Maybe not the one we're going to talk about. I got way more deleted scenes than you do, man. I know. Okay. I know I'm going to butt on this. All right. Well, so um, as always, be sure to check us out. We've got an Instagram, Sloth Love Chunk Pod. Mm -hmm. Email us at goondocks at slothlovechunk.com. But most importantly for this episode, I'm going to go ahead and try to link or upload all of the videos for deleted scenes to our website. Mm -hmm. So you guys can watch the videos there. I'm also going to put up stills from the scenes that there are no videos for but we knew that they were filmed because there's the still images from them those are going to be at our website at slothlovechunk.com that's love without an s because that's the way sloth says it all right maddie yes how are we gonna do this are we you want to do it like i watched the movie deleted scenes so we're kind of working off different resources here but I went off the movie, like the DVD special extras. Do you want to go how they would appear in the movie, like chronologically, maybe? Yes. Mm -hmm. Okay. So you'll have to start us right, because I'm guessing your script read through revealed a deleted scene somewhere in there. Well, not necessarily, but I think the first main deleted scenes would be the car chase. Ooh. So I knew it. I knew ah. it. I knew it. <laughs> Go on. You, you were going to be like the quick stop place, weren't you? Mm -hmm. Well, I knew there was something because there was that scene they talk about in, uh, I think it's when they're doing the voiceover and they're talking about a car that goes off. You can see the car go off, the cop mm -hmm. car go off the docks, the goon docks and fly into the mm -hmm. water. She kind of lands on a boat. I think. Yeah. That's during like the behind the scenes featurette that's on the blu-ray dvd it's like on, right it's a, okay it's a, it's a standard edition of most releases of the movie now mm -hmm. where it's a real quick like 10 minute behind the scenes featurette 
they're showing you know quick cut scenes and stuff and they show yeah. the cop car flying off the docks that was actually supposed to happen around steph when she's uh-huh. sticking her head in the barrel looking for crabs uh-huh. and the fratelli chase happens okay her. so yeah there's that but there's also during the initial fratelli chase there's a scene with troy and mr perkins talking about whose house they're going to tear down in the screenplay troy and perkins are playing golf and then, see, this gets complicated. He's in the gorillas. Mm-hmm. The, the gorillas are before this. Huh. So we got to bring up the gorillas. <laughs> the gorillas are the biggest problem when it comes to the deleted scenes. Because there's conflicting stories, right? There's conflicting stories and they, they appear at different points in the movie. And there's not really clear video evidence of how they handled the gorillas. A lot of documentaries about the Goonies will say that the gorillas were released when the Goonies were messing with the pipes beneath the country club Mm -hmm. and messing with all those pipes somehow messed up with the zoo. And that's how the gorillas got released Mm -hmm. was through all that hijinks. If you read the screenplay during the Fratelli chase, there's an elderly couple, the Simeons. That's their last name. Oh, right. And they have, the they have a van, and on the side of the van is painted Bonzo and Bertha, a circus gorilla uh-huh. act. So they're driving slowly, and then the Fratellis are coming up behind them. The elderly man freaks out, so he swerves to the right really quick, misses the Fratellis, and then the cops are coming. They swerve to the left really quick, and their van spins out. The cops come up, and they're like, hey, dude, <laughs> this is a one-way street, old man. <laughs> And while he's talking to the old man, he hears a bunch of banging in the back and like grunting and stuff. And he's like, he goes, he's like, what do you got in the back of this van? Uh-huh. Goes to the back, opens it up. Boom. Two gorillas. Out come, out come the gorilla. Out pop the gorillas and they mm-hmm. run off. That's how the gorillas get loose. I kind of want to believe that as opposed to. That one's movie. easier than the water pipes explanation. Yeah. So but- that happens during the initial chase. And in the screenplay. Troy and Mr. Perkins are playing golf and the gorillas come and steal their golf cart <laughs> and take off. And it's funny because Mr. Perkins doesn't think they're gorillas. He thinks it's some hairy country club oh, boy. member, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, so in and out real quick. Boom. Mm-hmm. But there is conflicting evidence that that may not be how it went. Uh, no, because there's video evidence out there in audience. I will link to these videos mm. of the cops chasing the gorillas in Troy's Mustang during daytime. Mm-hmm. And the only time in the screenplay, the only time that the gorillas get a hold of Troy's Mustang is at night. And it looks, it sort of looks like that initial chasing when they're chasing the gorillas. Boy. There's no way to so, know. So what side are you did you say you landed on? I I land on them being released from the van by the cops because there's a mm-hmm. still photo out there where you can see a van that's on the side of the road. The gorillas are in a red Mustang close yeah. to the van. And I think mm-hmm. that van is the gorilla van. I think the way they did it was that Troy's Mustang was probably just parked nearby. So was it supposed to be, you know, we established the gorillas during the car chase. And that to me speaks more, you know, the first few minutes of the movie are very hectic. So that would make sense that you want to throw in, you know, the gorillas amongst all that. Mm-hmm. ado. Did the script kind of pepper him in during the movie, like as an ongoing bit? Yeah, they keep showing up, but it's so confusing because nothing makes sense when they show up. 
we're really getting ahead of ourselves. Huh. The, but okay. the gorillas, let's just tackle the gorillas because <laughs> yeah. they get so confusing. Their timeline, nothing about them makes sense. Thank God they cut them because I think if you had left them in, they would have been super confusing. Right. So the gorillas, what's interesting about the gorillas is that Steven Spielberg was the one that championed the gorillas. He loved the gorilla idea. That is so funny. <laughs> Richard Donner did not. And Spielberg loved it so much that he actually did second unit directing of all the gorilla scenes. So if you see footage of the gorilla chase, things like that, that was supposedly, that's what they say. That was Steven Spielberg directing those scenes. Hmm. He was really trying hard to get those gorillas in there. <laughs> that was strange for him to be the one. <laughs> well, you think Spielberg's a genius, but when it comes yeah. to gorillas, that guy needs a layoff. You know? hmm. All right. So where were we? Are we done with gorillas? No, 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 no. We're going to go all through oh. the gorillas. Okay. So the gorillas show up in the initial chasing. Mm-hmm. We don't see them again until after the kids find chester copper pot there's a scene where they're in a they're in a cavern and the the goonies do a victory pyramid they find mm-hmm. a shovel from chester copper pot and he shows them how to do a victory pyramid and they all which get harkens, up on top okay mm-hmm. which are getting back to that yeah. scene mikey gets on top he's got a shovel he starts digging through the ceiling mm-hmm. so he starts digging he actually punctures through the surface and he's in a zoo <laughs> and bonzo and bertha are in a cage in a zoo we don't know how they got in the cage. Uh-huh. We never see them after they steal the golf cart or the red Mustang or whatever happens. Right. But all of a uh-huh. sudden now they're in a cage at the zoo together. And it's kind of a horny scene in the screenplay because it's saying huh. Bonds was getting ready to, he, it literally says he's getting ready to mount Bertha. <laughs> oh <laughs> goodness! <then> Mikey breaks <laughs> through the ground, like weakens the ground and Bonzo falls through into the cavern with the Goonies. Mm-hmm. So the gorilla is facing off with the Goonies. Goonies freak out. They run down the tunnel. They basically just abandon trying uh-huh. to get out. They just keep going down the tunnel. And then it says Bonzo climbs up through the hole where, you know, Bertha's waiting for him. Yeah. <laughs> and then that's it. Wow. So then we see them again when we talked about this in the novelization. Um, it's also in the screenplay where Sloth and Chunk are going through the cavern. And Sloth has the frozen turkey leg in his hand. And Bonzo reaches down through the ground and grabs the turkey leg and is fighting Sloth for it. <laughs> and they're still like in the zoo. Then he, they, then both of the gorillas fall through the ground now. Okay. They found a way to patch the first hole. Yeah. You know, it's really confusing. This just uh-huh. makes no sense. So boom, both of the gorillas are now in the cavern with Sloth and Chunk facing off. And the gorillas get uh-huh. ready to kick some ass. But then they see Sloth's face. And the gorillas freak out. They think the sloth is like, you know, the big right. bad monster. Yeah. So, and he growls at them, you know. <laughs> so then both of the gorillas climb back up. They freak out. I assume they climb back up. And the screenplay actually uh-huh. says they run down a tunnel. Huh. So then that's that. You think, okay, either these gorillas run down the tunnel or whatever. Then all of a sudden, it's, it's like almost the immediate next scene. Troy is at a gas station. This is uh-huh. after Troy's bucket. Mm-hmm. ejected he's at a gas right. station he's yelling mm-hmm. at the gas station attendant to fill up his fancy red mustang all of a mm-hmm. sudden here comes the gorillas and there's gorillas and they steal his mustang again or in the first you mean the screenplay it's the first time they steal the mustang oh right but i don't i mean i don't know okay. so it's the weirdest like these gorillas are, they're just showing up out of nowhere all the time you don't know how they're getting from one place to the next place uh-huh. you know, first they're on a golf cart <laughs> 
Then they're in a cage in the zoo. They're in the tunnels with Sloth. Then they're at a gas station stealing a Mustang. None of it makes sense. (laughs) What was, I wonder if they didn't think there was enough adventure or goofiness in the film. Well, apparently they said that they didn't have a good resolution. They do show up again at the very end of the movie when it's at the beach. Mr. Perkins is like, come on, Walsh, you know, sign, sign the paper, Walsh. And then here comes the gorillas driving the Mustang and they crash the Mustang into Perkins fancy white Cadillac. Oh, and then they drive away. And that's justice yeah. for the Perkinses. Yeah, basically everybody laughs at it. Mm-hmm. He's like, "Yo, go ahead and have your laugh today, Walsh. I'll be the one laughing tomorrow." Oh boy! But yeah, yeah. how nuts! Yeah, so thank God they cut that. Yes, <laughs> we got to thank Richard Donner for that. Uh huh. Whatever uh, he had to say to Stephen. Whatever he had to do. Mm-hmm. You know, and they use the um. I mean, the story is that the monk, the gorilla, monkey. I don't want to say a pejorative term yeah, or whatever, but the gorilla suits were apparently the same suits they used for Tarzan, the Greystoke, the Legend of Tarzan. Oh, I think they were Rick Baker. Fun factoid. Gorillas. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. Yikes. Maybe they'll be in the sequel. <laughs> they'll say, "Oh, the gorillas' kids. They had kids while there because of the mounting. They had kids, and now their kids are going to be in the next." When one. you think about it gorilla scenes like that it kind of would make it more of an 80s movie i feel Mm -hmm. because you did see ridiculous things like that yeah yeah 80s you know Mm -hmm. so i don't know if maybe they were just trying to go for you know a more ridiculous vibe i don't know gremlins vibe or okay all right so boom we did the boom (laughs) did it again we did the extended chase scene and everything that might have been included in that chase scene which would have been a 15 minute chase scene really if they had left all that in And like I said before, what did I say this? Like episode one or two, how they just did an amazing job editing this movie and cutting, trimming out all the fat. Yeah. Really making it move. You know, real quick, what it kind of made me think of when you were talking about classic 80s movie was not an 80s movie, but a type of movie. uh, Did you ever see It's a Mad, Mad, Mad World? And then they did a later rendition of uh, Cult Rat Race. It's basically a bunch of kooky people going after a treasure. And it's very slapstick. And slapstick stuff happens all throughout the movie. No. Maybe I'd have to see it. Uh, maybe, I mean, that, that's how those movies are structured. Yeah. Perhaps that's maybe what they were thinking. Like, let's interject some of that zaniness. Maybe they were trying to really go kitty, you know? No, maybe. that too. All right, Matthew. So, all right. So give me what you thought was. All right. What I thought was. Because we're going on the movie, right? Yeah. Okay. The first deleted scene in the movie is a convenience store. And I actually like this scene. The way I kind of came came at this episode was I asked myself it, if it enriched the film in any kind of way. And I felt this one did for a few reasons. You know, it kind of makes sense that they would kind of stop for supplies as a kid. That would be one of the fun things to do. Like, let's get some supplies. So them stopping just kind of seems natural. It also kind of... You know, if you watch the films enough time, the film enough times, you kind of question like, how the hell did they know where to go? Did they just happen upon those rocks at some point? So, you know, Mikey looking at the map kind of helps connect those dots. Definitely explains the plot holes there for sure. Yeah. And it gives me it gives it lets Troy be more of an asshole and lets you hate him more for a little bit, you know, because he comes and he picks on all the, the goonies. He actually says one of the funnier things in the movie for me, the deleted scenes when he says, my mom's making a goon pizza. 
and he needs she needs some frozen dough and he pushes poor chunk into the fridge while he's trying to eat free ice cream so i'll tell you these deleted scenes going back to our favorite goonies episode it really doesn't help my argument mikey's the number one goonie so it makes me love data more because i think we mentioned just how you know he has these grumpy moments where he's like complaining about this and complaining about that uh-huh. And it's funny to see him kind of negotiating with the cash register lady. Yeah, Mrs. Easter. And, yeah, and he's just being so grumpy and like trying to get two candy bars and money. Yeah, the story behind that is that Data's Data's fixing her cash register. Her cash register is broken, so Data fixed it. Mm-hmm. And so then he's negotiating with her basically payment for him fixing the cash register. I mean, like, what does she say? Like, you know, okay, three can you can have three candy bars. And he's like, and no, a buck fifty. <laughs> yeah, I think things so ends with that and a buck fifty. But it's funny, like listening to them in the background negotiating. It's it's awesome. Yeah, I um, love that too. And then it makes makes Andy less of a butthole too, because she kind of looks back and makes sure brand's okay. She's got that, what is it, like Stockholm Syndrome? Is that what you call it going on? Yeah. When Troy's being the big a-hole, she kind of looks at Troy like, oh, you know, I can't do anything, but you know. I also yeah. thought it was weird that he gave Steph and Andy money to play the arcade game. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, my re- uh, that's also the scene with the worst line in what? Goonies with Brands in. You guys are going to be history? Yeah. Yikes. <laughs> Another reason I didn't like him, and I'll I'll bring it up again later, is I don't know if it's they didn't rehearse him a bunch more or didn't re, you know do more takes, but the acting seems a little stiff or off in some of these. Yeah, I was gonna say it's because maybe they just didn't edit it right, but I mean this scene is famous because this is included on most of the TV airings. They call it like the Disney Channel cut, mm-hmm. right? So right. back in the, I don't know if it was late eighties or early nineties when they would play the Goonies on television. This is one of the scenes that they included because they would cut out the statue of David scene because they weren't going to show backwards penis. Yeah. And what else did they cut out? Oh man, it's escaping me right now. They cut out backwards penis. What else would there have been? Did they cut out when Andy kissed a very young Mikey? It might've, it might've been, hmm. man, I can't, I can't believe I'm forgetting it right now. But anyway, yeah. So this is the one that they, that they always, you know, they got stuck in. What's yeah. also interesting too is you can tell that they dub Mouth's voice when he's yeah getting ready to part. throw down with Troy. Yeah, that's the other. You know, I I, I also give him some more credit because he jumped in and saved his his yeah, fellow Troy's Goonies. trying to burn the map, and he's got Mikey in a headlock, and then Mouth goes over there and he stands up for Mikey, mm-hmm. and Troy's <laughs> puffing on the map. And Mouth goes, yeah, you know what this reminds me of? <laughs> and then you could totally tell that he's dubbed because his mouth doesn't yeah, match. Yeah, super dubbed mouth, over. Uh, doesn't match the words. And he goes, the, the time I, what does he say? The time I kicked your mama. Yeah. So I was like, what's very... he saying there? You know, what was he saying? Like, the yeah. time like, your mama gave me a blowjob or something? Because <laughs> that I would bet. make sense because he's blowing on the, on the, uh, yeah. But no, I, I kept trying to like look at it, look at it. But if you go to the screenplay, he says, the time I French kissed your mama. Oh, so then if you play it with the sound off, you could totally read his lips. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. Like, why do you guys have to edit French kiss? Is that too bad for television? Mm -hmm. And they're saying, I mean, they're saying the S word throughout the whole movie. Yeah. But not not on the TV edits. Oh, right. All right. Stop and snack. Done. (sighs) Oh, uh, just real quick. The other thing I like is all the, the old school, like labels on the products. Yeah, I just, I just, uh, like RC Cola, 
and Pepsi and all those little logos. I didn't like how Chunk was pulling an Ariana Grande and like licking all the, you know how she licked all those donuts? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he's like looking at the ice cream, and then he puts it back. He's like, man, that's a little gross. Yeah, come on, Chunk. What was your uh, bring up the next scene? So the next scene is pretty minor. It's I call it the Pinchers of Peril scene, Mm -hmm. where the kids are outside the lighthouse lounge, scoping it from afar, Mm -hmm. and Data is trying to get his gadgets out. He accidentally shoots off his Pinchers of Peril. We would have seen it before the dramatic falling down the whole scene. Mm -hmm. Shoots out his Pinchers of Peril. Boom. Catch his mouth on the booty, mouth screaming, oh, you know, let me help you out. Let me get you off for you there. <laughs> it's pretty funny. He gets it off and then he finally gets his right invention to come out. He calls mm-hmm. it spy eyes, spy eyes, which is some binoculars that shoots out. But unfortunately, they fly right off and they break into a true data people. fashion. Yeah, I love his reaction too. he's like, oh, no, I know. And he just rips it off his chest and throws it. I know. I love I love data's grumpy old man vibe than he has going on <laughs> yeah just the way he delivered oh no it was so hilarious well he was so excited if you watch the scene he's saying it's working guys and he's so excited and i like that scene because there's this shot of chunk and mouth looking at each other with this big crap eating grin it just kind of shows how they're pals you know goofing around you know what i should have called that the joint the case scene i called it the spy eyes scene hmm Funny how we you know because they're gonna they're gonna joint the case. Yeah, we're gonna joint. See, that's where you know the other part I don't like about that scene is kind. Of, I don't know if it's exposition where Mouth says, you know, they're trying to fill like plot holes or thoughts that audience might have. And I honestly didn't have this thought, but Mouth says, you know, what if someone else went looking for this treasure before us? And Mikey has explained to him and the audience, oh well, you know, to some people, the map is a treasure. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I mean, it makes sense, but it doesn't make sense coming from a 13 year old kid. You yeah. Know? He was like, it yeah, just, this, this map, this map is considered art in itself. Just put a frame around it and it's priceless. Yeah. Which I guess he's right. So that scene, when it, you know, measured against what I said earlier, did it enrich or not? It didn't. I, that, I could totally do away with that scene. Is that scene in the TV edit? No. You watch it a lot more than me on television. Yeah, it's not. It's not. All right. Uh-uh. All right, so what is your next deleted scene? Um, by the DVD or Blu-ray, I should say. It's the octopus. But we all, we're not going to even get there yet, bro. Because oh. I got a lot before that. Okay, you got a lot. Then I'm going to go with the smallest. Gosh dang it. It, it gives more and more. I want to have Chunk as number one. <laughs> and the scene is, it's, a, it's very brief. I think it's after Sloth does the pipes, right? It's a scene with uh, Chunk and Sloth in the cave system. Yeah, that was going to be my next one. Yeah. So I I just love it because, right, you know, like the scene comes in and Chunk's explaining to Sloth. Set it up, set it up. Yeah. So they're, you know, they're entering the entrance to this cave or the tunnel and they're coming through it. And you can hear Chunk telling Sloth about his friend of his that had a weird thing sticking out of his neck and he had a pet snake. Two-headed pet snake. A two-headed pet snake. and. It just it like you know what you said the in relationship between these guys is the heart and soul and I'm seeing it now because yeah. of this you know just how relaxed they're talking to each other. There's those just, were like classic Jeff Cohen delivered chunk yeah. lines too. Like he, he he was telling those stories like the two headed snake pet story and then his buddy with the hairy thing on his neck. The yeah, way he was telling those lines. It was good. 
Yeah, he's yeah, just that really... sloth is like, ooh, ooh, ooh. Yeah, <laughs> and you know, he said because of that, Kevin didn't go out at night, and it was a sweet moment. He says, "I bet you feel the same way." Yeah, I'm paraphrasing. He's like, "Yeah," and then of course it ends. The scene ends with uh, sloth sticking his head down the hole, saying, "Hey guys," or did I? Or did no, chunks it? They both said it. Okay, they go, "Hey guys." hey guys i do that to my wife now and she's like you're saying it wrong i'm like no it's a deleted scene honey see she doesn't know (laughs) yeah they're actually yelling down the hole that data did pictures of peril on oh that's what that hole is i didn't for some reason i didn't think of it as that so they they came right after the fratellis had gone down obviously yes so that scene leads to another problematic scene for me sort of it's the Mr. Funny Bones scene. Why are you looking at me so confused, Matthew? Uh, that's is that the uh, organ that Andy plays? Mr. Fun the Mr. Funny Bones scene is you can it was also in the novelization. It was the scene where remember I was telling you that there was a skeleton that is pointing like a sword towards three different tunnels. And it's the the skull cavern that in the original cut of the movie when Andy's trying to make it with Brand, and he goes, are you crazy? They're here, they're here, they're here, they're here. And they run off, right. boom, and they yeah. run through the screen. Mm-hmm. So originally, that scene is the Mr. Funny Bone scene, where they come across a skeleton. It's a puzzle. It's a willy puzzle. And there's a skeleton there who's pointing. There's a riddle. So the riddle that's on the map that Mouth has to translate from the map, and they get to Mr. Funny Bones. The riddle is, three tunnels of mystery all lead to unknown. To travel correctly, tickle the funny bone hmm. this is between when data falls ah, and they find mr funny bones and they're trying to figure out how to solve the riddle mm-hmm. while they're trying to figure that out that's when everybody goes and takes a leak mikey makes out with andy uh-huh they come back they still can't figure it out and that's when uh-huh. you know mikey's telling about the whole thing about which door has the one hundred thousand toothpicks from when his parents went to let's make a deal right so he's got to pick the right door his father picked the wrong door which so is this is where mm-hmm. so this is where Steph being a hoe comes in <laughs> to help him out. Oh boy, this would never have made the Disney cut. <laughs> like I think they try to like tickle the actual funny bone on the skeleton, and then this skeleton on a wheeled sled comes shooting out of the one of the tunnels with a big scythe and goes to cut their heads off, and they duck just in time. Goodness. Kind of reminds me of that scene from Indiana Jones and the Last right. Crusade. Penitent men shall yeah. pass. Mm-hmm. Right. So boom, they you mean it. Even in the screenplay, it says it misses them by like one inch. Like, oh my God, we gotta get it right. We're gonna get our heads cut off. So so Steph's like, I know how to solve this riddle. Uh-huh. And she tells everybody, I want you guys to turn around and close your eyes. Don't look what I'm doing. Oh my gosh. Uh-huh. Right? She's like, I know how to tickle the funny bone. And she grabs the crotch of the skeleton. That is tickling the funny bone. And so then the skeleton like is hanging on these chains and it like where it raises up and points to the correct tunnel. I bet it rose up. <laughs> right? <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> what in the world? Yeah. <laughs> she grabs, she gives mm. it a hand job. Was that Spielberg again? I don't Was this know. Off I don't the, know, man. If off the leash Columbus, Spielberg? I don't know. I don't know. Wow, there's so many layers to this movie. Wow. I'm you, man, deleted scenes. Like, you can go down a rabbit hole. So, Steph gives the skeleton a hand job. Uh-huh. Right? It points to the right one. They actually filmed this. 
because you can find a Mr. Funny, like there's stills out there huh. of Mr. Funny Bones. Did you know that, Matthew? I didn't. You can even see Mr. Funny Bones if you have your trading cards. The oh trading God. card set that came out uh-huh. from Unis, there is a card called Mr. Funny Bone. It says the him? remains of a grinning skeleton with a little help from Steph points to the door the Goonies must enter to continue their treasure trek. No way the card says that. Yeah, swear to God. With I'll, a little grin. I'll scan and I'll post it. Oh my goodness. He does have a grin. <laughs> yeah, but he doesn't have a patch on his eye, which is interesting it's different from the uh, screenplay. Well, when he threw his head back, it maybe <laughs> fell off. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. Wow. Who's going to make like a, a kid, a young girl film this scene, you know? I, yeah. Another instance of thank God, boy, this did not make the movie. And that's not even like, uh, oh, it's just that kind of movie, that kind of movie. Because <laughs> I can't, I'm trying to think of what other 80s movies would have a kid do that kind of thing. Yeah, I don't know that. Yeah. Well, we'll, we'll probably be able to find one if we think hard enough. Okay, so, so Steph, that- hang on, Steph groping a skeleton Yeah, is a good segue. Well, there's a little bit more with Mr. Funnybones. Oh, mind. go on. If you don't mind me adding yeah. more to the amazing deleted scene of Mr. Funnybones. Go on. So in the screenplay, and I think this translates to the movie as well, after Sloth and Chunk, they're given the whole two-headed snake mm-hmm. story, hairy friend story. They go down, they find Mr. Funnybones, and Chunk actually takes Mr. Funnybones' pirate hat and wears it. Oh. And then the next time you see them, is when they're going down the sail, which is really interesting too, Matthew, because you don't even realize the shit when you're watching the movie, but if you watch the shit with the eyes of me, when you see Sloth and Chunk, Sloth's right in Chunk's back when they're going down the mast of the Inferno, uh-huh. right? With the knife. Yeah. Chunk doesn't have a hat on. They're going down, mm-hmm. no hat. Boom. They land. Chunk's got a hat on. Yeah. He's got a, he's got a tricorn mm-hmm. pirate hat, which I assume, I believe, might be Mr. Bones hat. Yeah. But it's kind of it was kind of a neat, like really quick cut that he's like hat, no hat or no hat, hat. Huh. <laughs> so anyways. And that's when he says, no, I'm Captain Chunk. Yeah. I think as kids, we probably just assumed he just took one from a from a skeleton. Pirates on the ship. Uh huh. Yeah. But in the screenplay, he took it from the Mr. Funnybone skeleton. A little more trivia for you, bro. All right. Yes. What's your next one? Um, As I was saying. Are you ready for the octopus? Yeah, let's do it. Okay. Okay. As I was saying, it's a good segue of groping something to get something getting groped. Is the octopus scene. Yeah, man. Poor stuff, right? It's all about getting felt up and stuff. No. This poor girl. Giant sushi! Yes. So I did not like this scene. This scene can take a hike. Yeah. This is this scene is included on the television cuts. Yes. Surprisingly. It's just too goofy, you know? From the just the way it looks, and even if you watch that documentary on YouTube, Donner said it was too goofy. Just it, the way it, it looks, it looks terrible. It's awful. It's terrible. You and can, you can tell that they're like when they're getting strangled by it, they're the ones controlling the arms. Mm-hmm. They're just kind of holding big There's, sloppy styrofoam. It feels like bad Halloween. <sighs> you know, it does. But you know, one you know one reason. Well, I don't like anything about it. But one reason I'm glad they cut it. And it's kind of cool to think of it this way. You know, at the end, Data's Data's talking to the reporters and they say, what was, he says, oh, the octopus was very scary. Yeah. yeah. And if you think about, so I think about it as Data 
bonded with Chunk throughout this. You know, I think they weren't together too. too you're long. pushing it too far now, bro. <laughs> I'm gonna live this. I'm gonna live in this alternate dimension where Chunk rubbed off on Data, and now Data's telling tall tales. Yeah. And that's how I want to look at it. Yeah. When I was you know. a kid, I just thought that they just started embellishing like, oh, they're just going to make this a really great story about octopus. Yeah. Give your piece on the octopus. Um, I hate it as well. The, the best thing about the octopus scene is the song Eight Arms to Hold You because I mm-hmm. love that song. You don't even really hear it that much. I mean, Data sticks the tape recorder in his mouth, which how did that thing even work in the water? This was right? the 80s. Yeah. That's the first thing I thought when he, when he holds up his tape recorder and he sticks it under the water. Yeah. I was like fried. Right, and the octopus was so overcome with the beat of that small tape recorder. He kind of dances away a little bit. Think we totally skipped Andy's Goonies oath. Oh, that's that's one I don't know about. Yeah, they totally filmed Andy taking the oath in the wishing well. They did. They filmed the leeches when they're giving Andy the Goonies oath. They don't really finish it because they see leeches are all over Andy. And then oh. they got to use one of Data's contraptions to fry the leeches. So you're telling me that Andy is. So you're telling me that Andy's not a Goonie? She's a Goonie. She never finished the Goonie oath. She's a Goonie. They filmed it. There are stills out there of Andy taking the oath. There are stills of the leech scene. Ooh, there's stills. They filmed it. I, yeah, there's no, there's no video of slick shoes. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to think in order. After Data does slick shoes and the Fratellis fall. Mm-hmm. Mikey and Mouth go back for some reason. Mikey, Mouth, and Data go back to the Slick Shoes log mm-hmm. and they slip and they almost get washed off the log, just like the Fratellis. So there are stills of them like struggling to stay on the log, huh. which doesn't make drags a lot of scene. sense. Yeah. There's no video of this that we know of, just yeah. production stills. Most of these stills come from tie in marketing material, whether it's mm-hmm. the trading cards, the like the souvenir collector's magazine. Has a ton of cool, like the Data's Intimidator, Mm -hmm. where his whole body puffs up and tries to make him look really muscular to intimidate the Fratellis before he does. No way. Yeah, before he does the Bully Buster on there. I want to see those. I think they might have filmed it this way, but in the screenplay, he does the Intimidator. He puffs up like a balloon. It's supposed to look like Arnold Schwarzenegger muscles Uh to scare away the Fratelli. It doesn't work. And then instead of using the Bully Buster, the boxing glove he uses bully mm-hmm. blinders that's when he uses bully blinders oh and they come out and it's a whole bunch of lights he was trying to blind them but of course it doesn't work mm-hmm. and then basically data kind of his whole shirt explodes with green <laughs> gas from his intimidator stuff that i don't know i mean i guess the bully buster was just like a quick insert mm-hmm. it's not in the screenplay how did how did Data run around with all that stuff? Movie magic. You know? Yeah. I mean, he's got a boxing glove and he's got accordion thingies. So then after the octopus, probably the mm-hmm. next big deleted scene that is referenced later in the movie is Mouth and Steph on the plank. Hmm. So Mouth after Andy gets pushed into the water and Bran goes in after her, mm-hmm. they put Mouth and Steph together to walk the plank. And while they're up there, Steph goes to Mouth. She says, she says, when you run out of air, just turn your face to me and I'll share whatever I have left. Oh. Right? And then that's... Mouth references that on the beach mm-hmm. when he says, you know, I just want to thank you 
for offering to save my life. Right. What? what? Oh, wow. Thank you. What a moment. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. You know, your voice doesn't sound so bad when yeah, your mouth exactly. is ruined. Uh-huh. So that references when Steph offered to basically yeah, give I, him underwater CPR, but I never oxygen tank. Huh. I'd never thought of that line. Wow. Must get thing Gonzo does his research. <laughs> yeah, bro. Dude, wow. I do so much research on this. Let me tell you. Doing this podcast is it's done a lot to me. <laughs> I think I probably love the Goonies more than I did before. Which is a good thing. And I thought at first that I would just get jaded on it. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, but the more you just look into it and then you go down these rabbit holes and you learn more and more and more. Like, I love it. I'm soaking it up. You know? Yeah. But what is also happening is it's making me spend a lot of money that I wouldn't have otherwise <laughs> spent <laughs> trying to find shit on eBay. Like today, I was telling Matthew before we started recording. I spent like a hundred bones on eBay trying to buy a high C, the high C drink promotional kit. I guess if you bought enough high C boxes back in the day and you sent it in, you could get like a Goonies doubloon, but you could also get like a, like an adventure map, or like a pullout adventure map uh-huh. thing. And on the back of those, it's got like little bios of all the characters. But what's mm-hmm. really cool about that is this totally different episode. This should be like merchandise episode. Right. Is that it on brands? It says, uh, you know, brands like a handsome athletic guy, but he suffers from claustrophobia. Whoa. Which is a huge deal in the book and the screenplay. Brand yeah. is very claustrophobic. It becomes a big deal, huh. actually. But they reference it on this promotional item. So How I wonder, crazy. I yeah. wonder, like, was that filmed or was the company just giving like an early you know, yeah. screenplay to make the promotional stuff? Anyway, that was another $100. Chief. Well spent, though. (laughs) Yeah. All right. Speaking of money, Anthony, Mm -hmm. that brings us to my final deleted scene, which is the ending. So ending. If you've seen the movie, and I'm hoping everyone who listens to this damn thing has, you know, they they run up on the beach. Everyone's there. They're celebrating with their parents. Um, Mr. Perkins. It's being Mr. Perkins telling him to sign the contract. Mikey dead. Off screen, you see, well, in the background, you see Rosalita kind of fumbling through Mikey's jacket. She finds the rubies. Happy ending. The alternate ending, though, is they've actually gotten to packing. Isn't that right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. They're packing up the Walsh house. Yeah, the alternate ending starts. They're on the porch of the Walsh house. Mm-hmm. And each of the Goonies are discussing where they're moving to. So it seems like originally they made it through the adventure, but they didn't have Mikey's marble bag. So they're talking about where they're going to go. Yeah. Where did did Mouse say he was going? Like, yeah. So that's what I like. (laughs) So Andy is going to Boston because her dad's enrolling her in um, Sarah Lawrence. Um, Chunk's going to New York. Yeah. I forgot. He mentions an uncle or something. And Sloth's going to play for like what the Rangers or like, yeah, Sloth's going to try to get try out for the Rangers. Data's moving to Detroit. He says, I think he had mentioned that before anyway, that he was moving to Detroit. Um, yeah. Well, Motown started. Yeah. Also get the highest murder rate in the country. Come and on, guys. There's Goonies everywhere. You'll find somebody. There's a brand again. Ugh. Brand, brand, brand. 
with his bad line. So yeah, there's they're all lamenting the fact that they're not sticking together. And, and Sloth's there Bren. with them. Sloth's yeah. there with them. That's when he's wearing the Hawaiian shirt. Mm-hmm. Where you see in a lot of stills where there's pictures out there where Sloth is wearing a Hawaiian shirt. You're like, why the yeah. fuck is Sloth wearing a Hawaiian shirt? What the hell is going on? <laughs> <laughs> and there's more scene, the- you know, well, just real quick before I, I tell you, Steph ends up going to Canada. Uh, Mouth, like you said, he said his dad wants to stick around the San Andreas fault because there's going to be a lot of plumbing problems. You know why problems. Steph, is, why Steph is going to Canada? Because uh, she's a wanted woman. Um, because you only got to be 18 to be at a strip club in Canada. I hope she got her life together. That's probably where she was going. You know? And poor Mikey, he sounds so distraught and so defeated. He says, and he sounds like there's <laughs> a bitter old man. He says, oh, we're going to live at my grandma's house and try to make one end meet the other. <laughs> it sounds so deflated. That's deluded, you dummy. Yeah. But it's another, it's more, it's, it's helping just me wah, see. Wah. It, that whole scene, right? Yeah. But it also, the good part is, it just makes me like chunk more, damn it. It just, the interaction between him and Sloth is just so great. You know, you, like, you need to listen to me more, bro. You need to let me tell you how to think. It's awesome because and what what I love about it, and I didn't notice until like the third time I, I watched the deleted ending, you know, Chunk uh, Sloth is following Chunk with an armful of stuff from the house. And Chunk says, hey, be careful with that. <laughs> and he, what he's talking about is the statue of David. Yeah. And in the background, Mr. and Mrs. Walsh are packing up a moving truck and Perkins is there. Mr. Perkins mm-hmm. is there. And that's when they sign the papers for the, well, I don't know what yeah. foreclosure. I suppose. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then the scene cuts to Rosalita down in the laundry room and she's kind of kind of talking to herself about the dirty clothes, right? Mm-hmm. Poor and, Mexican ladies doing the laundry. And oh, I hate the you know, I think her line is worse than Brand's in the scene. So she finds the rubies and she's like, oh, oh, we saved the goonies. I yeah. saved goonies. And I thought, oh, that's just. No, she says it in Spanish too. Right, she was mm-hmm. like, "Salve los cunes." Yeah, it just so like I said, it, it makes me think again of those like those quirky movies, like Mad 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 World, where at the very end someone screams like that. It just zany, too zany. And I'm glad it's it wasn't. <laughs> glad they yeah, cut so that. she comes running. She you know, oh, she realizes the marble bags full of jewels. She comes running out of the house, down the steps, and she's screaming the same thing as the beach. Right? No firme, no firme, no bien. Mm-hmm. Save the goonies. Yeah, and they run oh over to the they run over to the moving truck. And go yeah. suck an egg, Mister Perkins, and everybody's happy. The yep. Goondocks are saved. That would have played like as a total just a, addendum scene, if that's how it if they had stuck with that. Yeah, because you know? it probably mm-hmm. would have been like a beach rescue or whatever. You know, they find the Goonies and then they they go home. Yeah, and then they say, right, Goondocks. Yeah. It's a terrible, Ugh. I think it's a terrible alternate. It was Thank awful. God. I know it was so bad. It's not that way in the screenplay in the screenplay. It's the original beach ending, except for one huge difference. Mm, go on. It's not Mikey's marble bag that huh. has the gems. It's sloth. Sloth ate a bunch <laughs> of gems. And he basically barfs up. He like kind of like burps or hiccups up a huge diamond. Uh-huh. Right. And Rosalie's like, oh, Diamante? 
And then Sloth starts vomiting gems. No uh, way. Yeah. And then that's how they get the money to save the goondocks. No mar- no marble bag. But still the whole still the whole beach scene. All that's the same. So yeah, I don't know. I don't know why they did that alternate any. Maybe they were just there and like let's just film. Mm-hmm. Maybe it'll play, maybe it'll work. Uh kind of trick the audience, like, holy crap, they didn't. And then one last little twist. Yeah. So I'll I will definitely upload link the video to that alternate ending mm-hmm. as well. Watch it. It's super cool to see, but <laughs> yeah, it is not the best scene. Ever. No. In my final closing thoughts, if you will. I, I like the what you said earlier about of you know Donner and Columbus and uh Steel and Spielberg just throwing ideas out there. You know, you watch if you watch the documentary you were, you know, just any footage of them talking about this film, any of cast or crew, they talk about all the love that went into it. And you can tell that they were just kind of being kids when they got together with all these wacky ideas. And thank yeah. God, like you said, logic won over for a lot of these scenes. Yeah. But I just I just really like the idea that they were that open. Do you think like if there are like infinite dimensions and universes? out there mm-hmm. how they say that there are infinite dimensions yeah do you think that there's a universe where the goonies had the alternate ending yeah and it just bombed mm-hmm. and young matthew and ants just grew up with no goonies mm-hmm. in their life probably nobody did they probably and they became disillusioned with life and they thought, well what's the point i just wonder if any one of these deleted scenes were included like, would the Goonies have been the same? You know? Yeah. That's a tough one. I need to look up the editor of the Goonies and give that guy, like, a tip. Right? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, every, thank, you for saving, thank you for saving my childhood. <laughs> I know. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, that was deleted scenes. What are we going to do next week, Matthew? I don't know. Let's do the Drew Struzen movie posters. Struzen? Struzen? Struzen. Struzen. Movie posters. Same artist okay. that did all of the iconic posters from The guys hang, hanging from the stalactite. Yeah. Yeah, let's do that one, Matthew. That'll be fun. Nice quick up. Yeah. You know? Okay. I was yeah, also yeah. thinking pretty soon, let's do, let's do an episode. Might be a video YouTube episode. Mm-hmm. Let's play the old 1985 was a Milton Bradley board game. Okay. Well, no, let's do it together. Let's see if we, can yeah. work, if we got our technology to work. We do. All right. You know what time it is, Matt? I do. It's, uh, it's oath time, Anthony. Time to cook those 24 hour oaths. <laughs> oh, yeah. I thought that was funny. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Zing. <laughs> All right. So. As we do every episode, it's time mm-hmm. for the Goonies Oath, where you too can become a Goonie. Yes. You can find please. this Goonies Oath on our website, slothlovechunk.com, or just simply repeat after Matthew and I. Here we go. Yeah. I will start, Matt. I will never betray my Goondock friends. We will stick together until the whole world ends. Through heaven and hell and nuclear war. Good pals like us will stick like tar. In the city or the country or the forest or the boonies. I am proudly declared a fellow, a fellow Goonie. Goonie. I always get tripped up on 
through heaven and hell and nuclear war. Like my tongue gets twisted on and nuclear. I have to like really try hard to not go and nuclear war. Nuclear. Through heaven and hell and nuclear war. You would sound like data. Hey, hey, watch it. Watch it. What do you say? What what is in the bags? I get tripped up on in the city or the country or the forest or the boonies. It's kind of hard to say. That's really easy. No, I don't. I don't like it. Look at how dare we? How dare we question the oath, though? All right. Well, thanks again, guys, for joining us Mm -hmm. on yet another episode of your favorite Goonie Superfan podcast. Sloth Love Jump. Sloth Love Jump. All right. We'll see you guys next week. All right. Take it easy. Peace.